Welcome to the Big Picture Podcast, where we make sure you know there's more going on than you can see or hear. If this podcast episode helps you, would you consider leaving us a review on the app or platform you're using to listen? We appreciate it. And remember, we ain't woke, but we are certainly awake. And now, your host, Larry Ragland. No, 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 no. That ain't happening in the Raglan house, and I'm praying it ain't gonna happen in your house. The witches ain't taking over my house, and the witches ain't taking over my country, and the witches ain't taking over my church. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into the big picture. I'm your host, Larry Raglan, and I want you to know right off the bat, I need you to pray for me because we're going to deal with some stuff tonight and today or whenever you might be watching this. And the reality is this. The subject is witchcraft. What is so popular about it? Why is it being uh, just exploding all over the world? We're going to handle that. We're going to tackle that. We're going to show you three reasons tonight on this program why Witchcraft is exploding. And you might be surprised to know that witchcraft is the fastest growing religion in the world. Did you hear that? It's the fastest growing religion in the world. So the question is, why are so many people interested in witchcraft? The question alone that someone would need to make a show in this day and age is is mind boggling. So the question, absolutely, you don't ask that question on a YouTube channel like what we have here, unless it is very rapid. Witchcraft is everywhere. Uh, I want to show you tonight that there's some specific reasons why witchcraft is the fastest growing religion in the United States and many places around the world. The simple answer is this, the supernatural. They are looking, the world is looking for the supernatural. And the truth is, it's a shame that they're having to look to the occult to find the supernatural when we're supposed to have the supernatural from within our own lives, but also in the church. The power of the Holy Ghost is the supernatural. And we're going to talk about that tonight. And if you're scared of the Holy Ghost, but you ain't scared of witches, you, you're scared of, of God using somebody in a spiritual gift, but you ain't scared of sitting around in a seance and talking to a devil, uh, then we got that's the problem right there. We got some serious problems. So people are hungry. People are hungry to believe in power. They are hungry to believe in something bigger than themselves. It is in our nature. Uh, and quite frankly, it's in our nature because God put it in our heart to search after him. If you remember, he says this, he says, to everyone is given a measure of faith. To everyone is given a measure of faith. Scripture tells us that. And, you know, I've always said it this way. That's just enough faith to believe in a God you cannot see. Just enough faith to believe in a God you cannot see. And, of course, another time he talks about us, faith as a grain of a mustard seed. So I believe that faith does come by hearing. We know that in Scripture. Your, your faith grows by studying the Word of God. But I believe in every single one of us, There's God put a seed of faith just enough faith to believe in the God we cannot see. And the reality is this, if we don't have the right voices in our life, and if we're not watching the right things and allowing the right things to come into our life, 
versus the opposite of listening to the wrong things, letting the wrong things come into our life. The reality is this. We open the doors. We open gateways. We open portals to use that little seed faith that we've got inside of us to believe in something that is not real. Okay. Here lies the problem. We are trying constantly, this world is constantly trying to normalize that which we, not long ago we knew was not normal. Furthermore, we knew that it was not right. And even if you didn't live for God, there were certain things that we just knew was not right. And certainly if you was raised in church, there are things that you were taught not just in Sunday school and not just even from your mom and daddy, but you were able to see in scripture itself was sin and was wrong, but it's being normalized. I am really uncomfortable. We could be here all night of the, of, on what that is. You know, you, if it comes to a, a sexual thing, it comes to a sexual preference, comes to a gender and it comes to identity and it comes to, you know, you fill in the blanks. Uh, the things that we used to know beyond a shadow of a doubt were sin. We're now normalizing them. And, you know, even, we're even normalizing fear. Uh, at the time of this recording, we're right in the middle of the month of October, which is a month of just a lot of cool things going on. The, the leaves are changing. The temperature's finally dropping. And depending on where you're at, it might be already very, very cold. Uh, you know, you got the smells of fall, you've got the looks of fall, you've got football, you've got all these great things that are happening. But what we don't realize is right there at the very end of this month, around this time that is called Halloween, uh, all over the world. And I'm not, this is not a show about Halloween because, uh, you know, some of you would check out right now if you knew I was teaching uh, about the origins of Halloween. Because the reality is this the reason you're going to check out is because you know the origins, but you don't care. And the reality is this this is a, this is a high holy month for witches. That is not. That is not conspiracy theory. That is not somebody, a preacher talking. No, that is fact. Uh, I have done a lot of research on witchcraft uh, for this program and for other things that I'm doing, not just this program, but some other things. And I've learned, and I already knew this, but it was confirmed that witches all over the world, have. I've got them on camera saying that Halloween and October is the holiest month of the year and the high holy day of their year, their Easter, their resurrection, if you will, Sunday, their their Super Bowl Sunday, if you will, is Halloween. And that goes back forever. That is the night that they gather in covens. That is the night that they gather and speak spells and declare spells over communities, over enemies, over uh, things that they want to do. That's when they become one with nature and all kinds of sexual orgies happen and all this. Come on, I'm just being real with y'all on Halloween night. You know, don't want to. Uh, go there too dark on this one, but the reality is this. Many children are abducted on that night. Uh, many horrible things are done to children on that night. It is a night that is loved by witches. We're trying to return to a mind state that was pre-Christian, um, less prejudicial, and um, freer. So... What I want to show you is a couple of quick things. I want to show you about the normalization process uh, that we see happening here in this country and around the world. This is this is how it is so become so normal. This is a news episode that I'm going to show you that 
covers the rise of witchcraft. And I want you to watch the tone of it, just the tone of how Wicca and witchcraft is promoted. Let's watch this. Get you, my pretty, and your little dog, too. <laughs> we all For know many that. people, this is what the mind conjures up when we think about witchcraft. But what you may not know is that witchcraft is on the rise. Some 1.5 million Americans identify as Wiccan or Pagan. Okay, 1.5 million. This, and by the way, this news article, this news episode here is about three or four years old. Okay, this is, this is one of the newest things that I could find here that really just covers the rise of witchcraft. It's, it's not a new thing. It's been rising for several years now. But... So you got almost 2 million people in America identify as Wicca or witches, and that's just in America. So uh, let's continue watching this, and I just want you to watch how the normalization of witchcraft is happening everywhere. And since 2016, Google searches for spellcasting have increased fourfold. So, so people are searching for how to cast a spell. If I was to really talk about Harry Potter... Harry Potter was a part of the normalization process as well, making it funny, making it cute, making it fun. Witchcraft. So it has caused people to want to, to Google four times as many people now are searching for spell casting, how to cast a spell. This is very appealing to young people because young people are testing all kinds of boundaries. You can find witchy influencers with thousands of followers on Instagram. And a subsection of TikTok called Witch Talk has more than 5 billion views. Yep. But what do we mean? Witch Talk. Okay. Witch Talk has more than 5 billion views. So a bunch of witches just getting together and talking. Oh, it's, it's just... It's just normal. Not only is it being normalized, witchcraft is being normalized, but it is a it is almost like a gateway drug. You hear these things that are gateway drugs, where you you start out with smoking a joint, and then it, you know, and it's harmless and it's natural, it's nature. Next thing you know, it doesn't give you the 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 reaction that you want, and then you go into something else. You go into something else. You have to get something bigger and bigger and bigger. You know, you know the t concept of gateway drugs. Well, a lot of these cute little cartoons and things uh, that has made witches cute and just adorable and all this kind of stuff and funny—they're all gateways. And then the enemy will take advantage of anything. And one of the things he loves to take advantage of is tragedy, is a feeling of an injustice, a feeling of I'm not being appreciated. And one of the biggest groups of people that uh, fall to that is, you know, when we're teenagers, we're growing up and we're, you know, we're frustrated. So watch what happens here. Young people feel the future is under threat, and it is during times of crisis mm -hmm. so many turn to the mystical. Faced with such uncertainty, magic offers a way to take back some control, and social media has... Magic offers people a way to take back self-control, to take their lives back. Witchcraft spread like wildfire. But the real magic of witchcraft is that it makes people feel a little more powerful. What the magic of witchcraft is it makes people feel just a little more powerful. Wow. Let me tell you something. It's, it used to be subtle, but it's not subtle anymore. 
The person that triggered this show is a very well-known actress that will be known well to your children and many of you young adults because you were raised, you know, maybe if you're a young adult, got little tiny children of your own, you know this person very well. Her name is Vanessa Hudgens. It's funny when you find yourself. She's an actress. She came to fame through the Disney uh, show High School Musical. Now, we have video, we're not going to show these videos tonight, all the way back to 10 and 11 years ago where she is openly saying that she is a witch, okay, and that she's been a witch for a long time. I want to show you a couple of things from Vanessa Hudgens. This is very recent. This is like just either this year or last year. She was on the, the uh, Kelly Clarkson show. This is an interview, a part of the interview, and I want you to see how this is just so normal. It's two girls just sitting there on the couch talking about talking to demons. Is it true that you have a new passion in life? Are you obsessed with ghosts? I hear you are. It's not really a new passion. Okay, we're just finding out. It's not really a new passion. What's this? We're just figuring it out. We're just hearing about it now. In other words... All those songs that I was singing to your children and I was being so cute and innocent with your children. It's funny when you find yourself. I was already talking to demons. You're just kind of like finding out. Okay. Yeah, I feel like I've, I've accepted the fact that like I, I see things and I hear things. And Wait. That's her and her girlfriend, her and her best friend. She calls her best friend, but probably her girlfriend. They got a brand new show. That's going to, I don't remember what channel it's going to be on, but they're going to be going around demonstrating and teaching us the joy of talking to spirits. Yeah, really? You've had like experiences? Yeah, a lot of wow. them. A lot of them over the years, like even as a child. Even as a child. Now, I want you to watch this because this is key in what we're going to talk about on this episode is how many of these start out in as children, with children, how these gateways open and parents are not awake enough to see that this is happening. So, you know, who knows? I'm not trying to blame her parents. Who, who knows? But at some point, you know, as a child, what she's about to tell you had to be told to her parents. Now, they either embraced it, loved it, thought it was awesome because that's what they believe too, or they just sort of brushed it off as nothing, no big deal, just a kid's imagination. Listen to what she says happened to her when she was a kid on her way out the door. Growing up, like I remember being like getting ready for school when I was eight years old and there was like, you know, those ducks that like is like the duck thing that you pull to toy. Yeah. Um, there was one of yeah. those on the dining room table and I started walking and it just started like going alongside me and I was like, interesting. Interesting. Uh huh. So, so I'm I'm going to school. I'm eight years old, and I walk past the table, and my little ducky that I keep with me all the time, with a string on it that I pull behind me while I'm playing as an eight year old child, is sitting on the table by itself. And my little ducky don't want me to leave him while he goes to school. While I go to school, and as I walk by him. Little ducky that I've been pulling around just starts following me, trying to leave with me on its own. And I look around and I say, hmm, interesting. Really? Interesting? Um, and I kind of... Look, <laughs> look at Kelly Clarkson's face. She's like, uh, okay, okay. But don't, don't, don't make her innocent because you're about to see 
she's a part of the normalization process. This gets really deep now. Listen to this. Shut it down for a while because, like, it's scary. Like, yeah. the unknown is scary. Really? You can't. You think? Yeah. But yeah. I recently was like, no, this is like a gift. And like Okay. So at first I was scared. First I was afraid. I was petrified. But recently, why recently? Why recently? Because we have a culture that is embracing witchcraft. So recently, I thought this is a gift. I need to embrace this gift. I need to make this normal. Like something that I have the ability to do, so I'm going to lean into it. And I. So, whoa, whoa, Vanessa, listen to me. D somebody get word to her. Do not lean into this because when you lean into it, you—that's another way of saying embrace it. And I'm going to tell you, you think you're embracing this cute little fun little power that you've been given. But let me tell you, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And that lean into is going to come back to haunt you. recently did my first, like, real paranormal investigation, like, with equipment and everything. Okay, so she's about to tell you what her mission in life is now. Uh, it's not acting. It's not singing. Now her mission in life is to go out and hunt ghosts and the paranormal and the supernatural. What when equipment? Was, like a flex capacitor? Like what are we talking about here? Like what what kind of equipment? There's a lot. Now listen to me. This is very real. Now I'm going to tell you in a minute how this works. But these are very real. You can go into witch shops all around the world and purchase. You can purchase them online what she's about to talk about. It's called a spirit box. There's there's so much on the market, genuinely. What? But like my favorite thing is called a spirit box. Okay. There's so much on the market. Her favorite thing is called the spirit box. Listen, you need, to, you need to listen for lingo with your children. Spirit box. Okay. And it basically scans radio frequencies really mm -hmm. quickly. You okay. want to do it in like more of a rural place so it doesn't peak, pick up stations. But something about the electricity that it creates allows spirits to speak through it. So something about the electricity allows spirits to speak to it. When somebody says something about, that means they know nothing about it. They just can't explain it. So they're like, how does this work? How are these spirits talking to me through this box? And they look on the box. They pick the box up on the back and it says, as through frequency, spirits can talk to you. And that's how they think it. Because if you're not in a church, if you're not, if you don't have a man or a woman of God speaking into your life, if you don't have the word of God in you, you'll believe a box. You'll believe a YouTube video that tells you this is how it works. You you tune into a frequency and the frequency lets the spirit talk to you. Oh. Um, oh. And I, I mean the earth is all we do have frequencies. Right, Kelly, the work does the world does have frequencies. Let me help you. Let me help your narrative. Let, because right now I know that people are freaking out hearing what you're have to, having to say right now. And I don't want them to change the channel because it's all about the mighty dollar. So yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. The word the earth has frequencies. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So I was sitting okay. in a, a a tombstone in a graveyard with my best friend. Because that's Hey. Yeah. Let's go to a cemetery because if that's where you want to talk, you want to talk to ghosts because that's where people died. But we do. That's what. <laughs> well, if you're trying to find ghosts, yeah. like you know go what? to the graveyard. Yeah. Um, and True. Is this at nighttime sitting, or? Yeah, nighttime, pitch black. Nighttime, nighttime, pitch black. Her and her girlfriend go to the cemetery. Mm, they're on a mission. They're not there to put flowers. They're there to talk to the spirits. Wow, we're different. <laughs> And um, we found this one tombstone of a spirit that we were told is very playful. Oh. Uh, so they found a playful spirit. Oh, how sweet.
Um, so I turn it on. I'm like, hi, Sam. I'm Vanessa. This is Gigi. So they knew the spirit's name, Sam. Okay. Hi, Sam. Folks told me about you. Just wanted to come check you out and talk to you. Introduce myself. I'm like, I'm not very good at this. I'm like, you're Sam. <laughs> I am so <laughs> into then, doing this. Then, I am okay. Yeah. Don't do it. Don't do it. Do you hear? She said, I'm so into this. Kelly Clarkson said, I'm going to do it. Wow. And uh -huh. then Gigi goes, Sam, can you tell us our names? What What's are our this? names? And then we just hear, shh, Vanessa. Sh what? What? What kind of mom and daddy did you have? Huh? Shh, Vanessa. Okay. You needed to say, in the name of Jesus, you better hush your mouth. But no, no. See, why would Sam not talk to you? You've invited Sam to talk to you. Shh, Vanessa. No. 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 Did you run then? No. Right. Did you run then? That's a little bit of Kelly's childhood upbringing. It's a little bit of her mama in her. She probably was raised in church. That was a little bit of, you know, the, even though she's forsaken it, something inside her was saying, okay, okay, if that was me, I would have ran. No, I was like, cool. Do you have anything else that you want to tell me? And I just hear, shh, nope. <laughs> and I was like, okay, cool. Well, thank you. Uh, you have to, like, tell them to stay. Okay, now listen, this is very, very important. She says, this is when you have to tell them to stay. Now, this is a witch. This is a witch. This is people that knows witchcraft, okay? I've talked to some people that's had some experience in witchcraft, and they have verified that this is true. And I'm going to tell you in a minute what it really is. But I want you to listen to what she says. At the end, she's winding down this part of the interview, and she says, you have to tell them to stay. Now, listen to this. Because you don't want spirits to follow you? Because you don't want spirits to follow you? Because you don't want spirits to follow you? Mm -hmm. Or do you? No. You don't. No. No. We're no. trying to live like, you know, no. without that. Okay. No. You don't want them to follow you because we're trying to live a life. Mm -hmm. Now, the people that are in witchcraft will tell you the reason that they say that you have to say stay or they will follow you is because they get attached to you and they will follow you. Well, let me give you breaking news, breaking news. We already knew that demons attach themselves to people. And I got news for you. If you are a witch and if you are in witchcraft and you tell a demon that you've just invited to have a conversation with you and to have authority in your life and you say, stop it, don't come with me, they are not going to listen to you. Okay, they're coming. Let me tell you, let me let me show you one other quick thing and then I'm gonna share my heart with y'all on some things and I want, I want to pray with y'all. But I want to show you, this is just a little tiny clip of the uh, 25th anniversary of this show that just came out, Hocus Pocus. There's a song in this, apparently. I've never seen it, called Come Little Children. I can't verify that because I haven't watched the movie, but I've been told that in the original there was a song called Come Little Children. I don't know the context of it. I don't need to know the context of it. You got witches saying, come little children. Okay? That's all I need to know. But.
Vanessa Hudgens apparently taped a promo for Disney to promote the Hocus Pocus 2 or the 25th anniversary or whatever of it. This is a little clip of her, and you don't you just tell me after what you just saw from Vanessa Hudgens saying that since she was eight years old, she's been inviting and talking to demon spirits and 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 has embraced witchcraft their entire life. If this is just a cute little innocent promo, or if this was actually a spiritual calling out to your children. Come little children, I'll take thee away. Come little children. She's flying through New York City on a broom as a witch saying, come little children, I'll take you away. Come little children, I'll take you away. Let's watch it one more time. Come, little children, I'll take thee away. I'm be right now. I, I don't have a spirit of fear on me. I got power, love, and a sound mind, but but my hair is standing up on my arms right now because that's wicked. There are three main reasons that people are dabbling in witchcraft. Right now. Number, number one is that people desire power. They desire power. Okay, this is nothing new. People have always desired power. And when they see power, they are drawn to it like, you know, like a moth to the flame. Okay, they are drawn to it. In fact, the Bible tells us in Acts chapter eight that God was using supernatural power. His Holy Spirit was moving through Peter and Peter was doing miracles. And watch what happens. This is just a this is a biblical example about how people will see power and they will want that power, but they will not want it to come into their life the, the way that God wants it. Come the, so the Bible says in verse 14 in chapter 8 of Acts, now when the apostles who were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them, who when they had come down, prayed for them that they might receive, watch this, prayed for them that they might not receive some kind of magical thing. They didn't come down there and have some rabbit's foot or some stew uh, boiling and all of this and speaking incantations and mantras over them. No, the Bible says they came down there for one reason, to pray for them, for them to receive the Holy Ghost. That's what it says. In verse 16, for it had not yet fallen on them. So they knew that they had received the doctrine of repentance, but they knew that they needed more than that. And they knew that it was in their nature to want more than that. Now watch this. They had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And then they laid hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. Now there was a man watching now, he's known as Simon the Sorcerer. He delved, he was probably you know, a male witch, if you would call it that in that day and time, the pagan rituals. And watch this. It says, when Simon saw that through the laying on of the apostles' hands, the Holy Spirit was given, he offered them money, saying, give me this power also, that anyone of whom I lay my hands on may receive the Holy Spirit. See, that's the thing about witches, and I'll get to that in just a second, is ritualistic. They believe that if you do ritualistic things, you will, you will receive power. So they saw them lay hands on them, and when they saw them lay hands on them, they're like, oh, okay, so I need to know how to do this. I need to know how do I put my hands properly? How do I, what do I say, and all this kind of stuff. If I 
I'll do all these things, then I'll see these manifestations happen before me. But Peter said to him, your money will perish with you because you thought the gift of God could be purchased with money. You have neither part nor portion in this matter for your heart is not right in the sight of God. Repent of your wickedness and pray to God that perhaps the thought of your hearts may be forgiven you. For I have seen that you have po- you are poisoned by bitterness and you are bound by iniquity. Wow. So he rebukes Simon and says, listen, I see what you're trying to do. You're used to have sleight of hand. You're used to smoke and mirrors. You're used to manipulating people and you think I'm manipulating people. But I'm going to tell you something. What I'm doing is nothing fake. It is the real power. What you've been dabbling in is imitation power. I've got the real deal and it can't be purchased by money and it's nothing about me. It's all about my God. So the number one reason that people are dabbling in witchcraft is because they desire power. And can I be real with you, church? Can I be real with you? Those that are watching this, whether you're part of the church or not, the reason they're dabbling in it is because they cannot find it at their church. They cannot find it in their pastor. They cannot find it in their home. They're looking for the supernatural and the and the body of believers that they've connected themselves with not only are not walking in the power of God, but many of you, listen to me right now, I'm not going to back up off of this, and you can check out and unsubscribe if you want to, but many of you continue to teach what I believe is an unbiblical doctrine of cessationism that the gifts of the Spirit and the power of God died off of the apostles. Do you understand you are part of the problem and not a part of the solution? While the world is looking for the supernatural, you're telling them they can't find it in God. You're telling them they can't find it in the church. You're telling them they can't find it in the altar. Well, you know what? They're going to find it. They're either going to find it in a Holy Ghost church somewhere and leave your church, or they're going to find it in a coven of witches. Okay. The number two reason that they're dealing with witchcraft is a desire for ritualistic or tradition. There is in nature a desire for ritualistic and tradition. You may declare that you are not religious, and I do that, and you may declare that you're not ritualistic, and I say that as well about my life. But the truth is, in our lives, we all have ritualistic things. And many of you get up every morning, you have the same thing you do every morning before you go to work. We're very ritualistic people. But you know what's happening now with the younger generation? The younger generation, the the generation that was raised with smartphones and technology and Facebook and TikTok, they're checking out of that. A lot of them are checking out of that. In fact, in my church, I look out and I see young people, more young people are bringing paper Bibles, actual real Bibles to church than older people. Older people are looking on their phones or looking up at the screen. But younger people are bringing Bibles. They're writing in their Bibles. They're highlighting in their Bibles. They're wanting something more stable. They're wanting something that has ancient history. That's that's part of witchcraft. Witchcraft, and it's attracted to people that want to find something that's been around for thousands of years. Many of the shows that we watch, some of the most popular shows are, are dated shows. They're shows that are uh, based in, in, in times, time pieces, where you see the ritualistic and people buy into that and they imagine that they could be in that kind of world. They want something stable. They want something that they know this is not going to appear today, be outdated next week, and now i got to find something new. They want something that's been stable, something that's been around for generations. So they are looking for it in the occult. They're looking for, okay, for generations people have stood this way and lit this candle and said this and read this. It's not, it's, 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 listen, it's, 
It's trickery. It's trickery. It's sleight of hand. And the number three, that's number two, is a desire for ritual and a desire for tradition. And number three, quite frankly, is people are tired of fake. They're tired of fake. They are hungry for an experience. They are tired of mundane. They are tired of hypocrisy. They are looking for something real. Let me tell you something about if if a if your church promotes a doctrine-centered faith but lacks an, an experience with the power of God, don't be surprised if young people start jumping ship and running from your congregation. Because number 1, the number one thing we need in our lives besides repentance and forgiveness of Jesus Christ is the word of God because he sent his word and he healed them. I understand that God's word is essential and the number one thing in our life. But I'm going to tell you something. If you are, uh, I heard a preacher say years ago, he said, if you're all word and you are no spirit, you will dry up. If you are all spirit and no word, blow up. But if you are spirit and word, you will grow up. So I hope I didn't butcher that too bad. But the reality is this, young people, and people my age, older than me, we are hungry for the word. But can I tell you something? The remnant is not just hungry for the word. That's number one. We are hungry for an encounter, not just a spiritual encounter, not just a supernatural encounter. We are hungry for an encounter with the power of God Almighty. It is the ultimate power. The bottom line is this, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm winding down on this program right here. Witchcraft has to be taken seriously. It needs to be taken seriously. It's the number one fastest growing religion in America and many modern countries of the world. But you need to know this, and I'm going to call it out right now, and I know it's going to put a target on my back, and I know I've already experienced it. Just researching this, just trying to put this program together, you have no idea what the attack that I've been under. My family has been under just out of nowhere that has not been on me in a long time this week preparing for this. It is demonic. It is demonic. It is not fun. It is not playful. It is demonic. Okay? It is poison. It is an entry. It is a gateway to a realm that you do not, many of you don't know about. You don't, you don't take the time to study it, and you don't have the power and the authority to operate in it. And you are opening yourself up to demon possession, at the very least demon oppression. When you talk to a person that's in Wicca, or even talk to someone who embraces the fact that they're a witch, 90% of them or more are going to say that they do not worship Satan because they do not believe in Satan. Do you know why that witches say they do not believe in Satan? Is because they believe the only reason the world even knows about Satan, and it's true, is from the Bible that tells us about Jesus, that tells us about the Ten Commandments, that tells us about sexual purity, that tells us about roles in the family, that tells us about the importance of the life of the unborn. And I could go on and on and on. Male and female, he created he them in the garden. The same Bible that tells us about all those things that they don't want to embrace in their life tells us about a God who is, who is called Father, who is called He, which they don't like that, and it's the same Bible that tells us that there is someone named Lucifer or Satan. So they don't want, they can't allow themselves to believe in Satan because if they believe in Satan and they worship Satan, then they are acknowledging the Bible of God and the Bible of Jesus. So you'll hear witches say, no, we don't believe in Satan. We believe in earth. We believe in Mother Earth. We believe in the goddess. We believe in all that stuff. 
So they may not believe in Satan, but Satan certainly believes in what they're doing. But every pagan religious, uh, one last thing I want to tell you, every pagan ritualistic occult at its core belief system is the indoctrination and the abuse of children. Did you hear me? Now, I'm not saying that everybody that calls himself a witch or is in Wicca or is in witchcraft has done harm to children. That's not what I'm saying. Just like I'm you know, not saying that, you know, that everybody that's been a part of any kind of secret society agrees with all the things the secret society does or even knows about all the things that the secret society, society does. But there is something about guilt by association. If you're going to hook yourself up to a wagon to something and call it your belief system, you need to know what your belief system is. And at the core of this occult Wicca and at the core of witchcraft is the necessity for the propagation, propagating of their religion, and that is children. Children are indoctrinated. You heard Vanessa Hudgens talk about when she was eight years old, she realized that she had a gift, okay? Somebody, somebody embraced that gift and somebody empowered that gift. Many high-level witches were, you'll hear their testimony, they were raised in it. They will tell stories about their mother being a witch. Uh, and another thing that's at, at the core of most every occult there is, whether it is Wicca, witchcraft, or if it's even Satan worship, is the sexual element. Uh, nothing is off limits to them sexually. Nothing is off limits to them because nothing is sin to them. There is no devil, so there is no sin. And if there is a devil in a sin, it, they, he represents everything that's fun and everything that's awesome. So there's nothing off limits. That means why why would it be a sin for two men to be together or two women to be together? Why would it be a sin for, you know, a whole room full of people to be together, you know, be, being intimate with each other and so forth? Why would it be a sin? I'm, I'm being real with y'all. Why would it be a sin to do things with animals and, and abuse children? And listen, don't you flag me on this because I'm not endorsing anything. I'm rebuking it. Okay. Uh, take that algorithm. So nothing is off limits. So everything is okay. So it's, if you don't have any kind of foundation and if you don't have any kind of voice and any kind of covering in your life to tell you, whoa, 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 you, you don't need to go down that road, then you'll embrace it. Because remember, nothing is wrong. There is no devil. There is no sin. If there is no devil, there is no hell. So why am I worried about going to hell? When I die, it's over. And then, of course, the last thing I want to tell you is witchcraft is rooted in rebellion. It's, it's all about rebellion. In fact, the Bible tells us in 1 Samuel chapter 15, uh, Samuel is talking to King Saul, and he's rebuking him for what Saul thought was he had done was a good thing. Behold, to obey is better than to sacrifice and to heed than the fat of rams. Now, that's powerful enough right there by itself. He says, to obey is better than to sacrifice and to hearken unto God than the fat of rams. And then the very next verse, he says, for rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. So, you know, you may be in church and you may be like, you tell them, pastor, you tell them, you rebuke those witches, you get those covens and all that. But you know what? If you're constantly in rebellion, it's the same spirit. Rebellion is the sin of witchcraft. Witchcraft is not just a ritualistic thing that involves candles and sage and all this other kind of stuff. Witchcraft is a spirit. 
and it's based in rebellion. It's rebellion against God. It's rebellion against organized religion. It's a rebellion against authority. It's rebellion against the patriarchy. It's just it's rebellion against gender. It's rebellion against any kind of uh, conditions on your free will. It's rebellion, and it's as a sin of witchcraft. But I'm going to break that right now. If you've made it this far on this program, I want to tell you, if you've battled witchcraft, if you have somebody in your family that's battling witchcraft, if you feel that there is a spirit of witchcraft trying to pull you in, let me tell you one last scripture, and then we're going to pray. It says in Mark chapter 3, verse 23, he, he called them to himself and said to, his, to them in parables, how can Satan cast out Satan? If a kingdom is divided against itself, the kingdom cannot stand. And if a house is divided against itself, the house cannot stand. And if Satan has risen up against himself and is divided, he cannot stand, but has an end. No one can enter into a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he binds the strong man, and then he will plunder his house. I go back to Vanessa Hudgens when she said you have to tell them to stay or they'll follow you. Well watch this you don't have any authority you don't have any power over a demon if you are embracing that demon you have to bind that demon. See the Bible tells us in Acts chapter 1 verse 8 you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. That's dunamis dynamite power. But there's another word for power in scripture, and that is the word that was used in the book of Acts in the story. We talked about uh, when when Simon wanted to buy the power of the Holy Ghost, he says, I want to give you money so that you can give me that power. And that word for power, instead of dunamis, dynamite power, the word dunamis in Acts 1.8, you shall receive power, which means dynamo, dynamite. This is the word excusia, which means authority. Because the reality is this, the greatest power that you have in your life is authority. And you cannot deal with a spirit of witchcraft and a demon possessed person or a demon led person if you don't have the authority to speak to it. And watch this, you don't have the authority to speak to it on your own, but you have the authority in the name of Jesus. He says in Mark chapter 3, no one can enter the strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he binds the strong man. See, the strong man, he's standing there at the door. The devil's standing at the door and says, you ain't got no authority to come in here. I know the spells that you've spoken. I've, I've, I've brought you down this road. No, but when you're born again, I don't care if you got a pentagram tattooed on your forehead and, and, you've, and you've given your soul to the devil. If you've made it this far and you, know, you are being pulled out of this, but you can't seem to fight out of it, I'm going to tell you what you got to do. you got to say, Jesus, I confess you as my Savior and Lord. I believe you really lived. I believe you really died for me, and I believe you really come back from the dead. And I ask you, Jesus, to forgive me my sins and come into my heart and save me. I confess you as my Lord and Savior, and I turn from my wicked ways. I make an about face, and I walk towards you, and I run towards you. In the name of Jesus, I'm a child of God. And let me tell you something. You prayed that prayer. Let us know in the comment below section below. But more than that, let me tell you something. If you prayed that prayer, then you got the name of Jesus behind you now. 
So why don't you just go ahead and raise your hands right now? And I, I, I'm not in that room with you. I can, I'm, I'm not going to do that thing where I reach out and touch the screen. I'm just going to pray for you. I'm going to point at you right now with the authority that's on my life. And I'm going to believe that you're going to be filled with the Holy Ghost right now. Just open up your heart right now and just re receive the Holy Ghost. Not not witchcraft. You're not looking for some ritualistic. You're not. This ain't no occult thing. This ain't no supernatural experience. This is the power, the excusia, the power, the authority of God through the baptism of the Holy Ghost is coming into you right now. The Holy Spirit's going to speak to you right now. Your faith is going to rise up. And right now, you're going to take your faith as you are in the Holy Spirit right now. I'm telling you, I'm taking my faith. I'm agreeing with your faith for you, for your family, for your loved ones. Peter said this promise is for you, for your children, and for your children's children. And I'm telling you right now, on this high holy month, I don't know when you're going to be watching it, but it was recorded during October and Halloween's coming. I don't care how many witch covens you sit in. I don't care how many pentagrams you set in. I don't care how many candles you lit. I don't care how much sage you burn. I don't care how much prayers you made to the devil. I bind you now, you strong man. I bind you in the name of Jesus. I'm telling you right now, on my own, Larry Raglan, there's nothing but the name of Jesus gives me power to tread upon serpents. And I'm telling you right now, I'm treading upon you right now, devil. I command you to come out of that person. I command you to come out of that man. I command you to come out of that woman. I break the generational curse of witchcraft over their lives over their children. Their children will not have to deal with what they had to deal with. Those demon spirits that have laid claim to you, that follow you, that talk to you, that torment you in the night. I command them to shut up and I command them to get out in the name of Jesus. We will not laugh like they did on that talk show at you, devil. We don't think that this is normal and we don't think that this is okay. It's not okay. You're coming out in the name of Jesus. Praise God. Somebody give the Lord a praise right now. Come on. If you prayed that prayer and you gave your life to Jesus, you comment and you let us know. Praise God. And I'll tell you right now, hey, this is how I feel about you, devil. I laugh at you. I laugh at you, devil. You come in here trying to tell me that you got some kind of power and authority over my life. I'm telling you right now, I ain't scared of you. God's not giving me the spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. And that's why we come to you here on this show each and every opportunity that we can because we're going to give you valuable information. We're going to wake you up to the woke culture that's around us but more than anything the, the reason it is called the big picture is because God told me to call it the big picture because we're going we're gonna to open our eyes to the spirit realm and we're going to see the things that are going on that nobody wants to talk about but everybody needs to be talking about because it's what's destroying our children, it's destroying our families, it's destroying our churches, it's destroying our nation, it's destroying our world. But there is a remnant that is rising up in this last day with the power to tell that devil to go witchcraft watch this here's how i'm gonna say it now i rebuke you right now you ain't getting my kids get your hands off my kids in the name of jesus we'll see you next time make sure you subscribe make sure you hit that like button it helps us tremendously because we got to get this word out we got to we got to deal with these witches in the name of jesus we'll see you next time on the big picture god bless Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Big Picture Podcast. We hope it helped you, encouraged you, and empowered you. Please consider leaving us a review on your app of choice and share with family and friends. And remember, we ain't woke, but we are certainly awake.